the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here joined by the good sir Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast and it is March Madness Eve as a counter is going to flip tomorrow on this last day of February into the greatest month of the year we got buzzer beaters got boisterous crowds and brackets brackets and more brackets uh we got some conference tournaments actually getting underway uh today on this last day of february and with that uh i want to preview a conference tournament a day monday that you can actually wager on of course we're not going to get to all of them but we're gonna have to hand pick and hand select some of the more interesting exercises that are out there let's talk about one that is getting underway on Thursday, and that is the Sun Belt Conference Tournament. And DraftKings has some odds up on this bad boy. And I could tell you this, Lundy, this is a very wide open field in this one. Like, you look at the Patriot League, they already got odds up on that. Colgate, minus 185. They're the prohibitive favorite. Uh, you've also got the Northeast Conference Tournament. It's really a two-horse race there between Bryant and Wagner. But in the Sun Belt, it's anyone's game. And there are two teams that immediately jump out to me. And, you know, I want to get your thoughts on where you're willing to stack some of the chips here. Texas State is the favorite at DK at plus 250. But I think the value resides with Georgia State at plus 350 and South Alabama at plus 400. Uh, You look at this Georgia State team. uh, They have ripped off seven straight wins and, in fact, have won nine of their last ten games here down the home stretch. Uh, the stoutest defense in the Sun Belt Conference, giving up to 0.917 uh, points per possession and a team that forces a ton of turnovers. So they're interesting because they're coming in piss-ass hot into this exercise. And then South Alabama, I think, is the most talented offensive team in this league. Uh, they are not setting the pace in the conference and adjusted offense efficiency, but they are number one in effective field goal percentage offense, uh, a team that can really get after it, uh, whether inside the arc shooting over 50% or outside of it, shooting over 35% in conference play. And they got a guy in Javon Franklin, the Auburn transfer, uh, who's one of the premier slashers at the Cup and quite the matchup problem. So at 4-1 to one odds, I think the South Alabama Jaguars and at plus 350, the Georgia State Panthers, uh, those are two teams I could see earning the auto berth in the Sun Belt Conference Tournament. Your thoughts? Uh, I'll tell you what, Brad. I, on, in this one, I've got to go chalk. Uh, I mean, you can you talked about how hot Georgia State is, but you, you know, Texas State has won nine in a row. Yeah. I mean, they're on their own hot streak as well. And the thing that I don't like um, uh, uh, about South Alabama is that 13 out of their 19 wins have come at home. Now, I know you go and you're at this neutral location and all that, but it sure seems to me uh, like the Jaguars are much more comfortable on their home court than they are anywhere else. So in this for this particular tournament, I'm actually going to go chalk. I think it's Texas State that will re- be representing the Sun Belt uh, overall in the tournament. But I do want to point out, you said uh, we were going to do a, a tournament a day. I've realized we needed to have started that somewhere around MLK Day in order to get all of these tournaments in yeah. between now and the start. This is I, I, I love 
this time of year. I know that it is truly yours and has yeah. been for decades uh, for you. I've I've sort of been sucked in maybe over the course of the last 10, 15 years into just absolutely loving this time of year. And now as more and more states have legalized sports betting, this is where you can really start to have some fun and then also have uh, some bad beats like I did on Saturday. So, you know, come come join the party with Brad and I. The water's nice and warm. Yes, and hopefully our bank accounts will not be frozen uh, by the time the conference <laughs> tournament ends uh, because we have to build up uh, our resources in time for the main course, which is the NCAA tournament. And we're less than two weeks away from Selection Sunday. With that, let's get to it on this Manic Monday edition with another Fade 5. Number 5. Alright, Lenny, it's time to drop the puck and make some bucks. Let's go ahead and check those books of the boards. What do you got for me tonight on the ice? Very light slate in the NHL tonight. Only three games, but there is one that jumped out at me right out, uh, right out of the gate, and that's Vancouver and New Jersey. Uh, the Devils will be hosting the Canucks tonight, uh, and I'm taking the over in this one. It's sitting at six goals. Uh, take the over, folks. Uh, this is Vancouver's been over in five straight. Jersey's been over in three straight. And in terms of the Devils, if you take their last ten games, uh, the average goals being scored over their last ten games is eight for crying out loud. So, uh, yeah, very uh, leaky opportunities uh, for teams to score against them. And they have also been putting the puck into the back of the net. So, uh, like I said, light slate. Got a, got an extra play for you coming up in bonus time. But to get us started, Canucks, Devils, take the over. I expect there to be at least eight goals scored in this game tonight. Climb that hill. Bet the over in the NHL. Number four. All right, let's go to the NBA, shall we? And let's talk about a guy who is breathing fire. He's an absolute dragon on the floor right now and has vaulted himself into the MVP conversation. Three weeks ago at BetMGM, he was sitting at 40-1 to 1 odds uh, to win that coveted honor, uh, and then dipped two weeks ago to 22-1, and 1, and now it's sitting at 13-1. Of course, I'm talking about DeMar DeRozan of the Chicago Bulls earning all of his Polish sausages here of late, doing historic stuff that not only you know, has MJ never done, but other stuff that MJ has done as the only player in NBA history. What MJ has done is uh, in the in one month of play, uh, he is the only player in, in NBA history to average at least 35 points a game and shoot over 55% from the floor. Well, DeRozan right now, last day of February, has a chance to join his airness in that esteemed category uh, and, and rarefied air indeed. So I'm going to take the over here on DeMar DeRozan, 29.5 points at Miami. He has done this in 10 straight games, Lundy, netting 55.9% from the floor and averaging that 35.5 points per game. Hell, he's making threes, which was you know a rarity. For Mr. DeRozan, he's shooting 43.5% from beyond the arc this month. Uh, now, he had 28 against Miami earlier this season back on November 27th. And Miami, a very good defense. A number six in the NBA in adjusted offensive efficiency, giving up just 1.055 points per possession at home. But chasing history here, Lundy, and putting the Bulls on his back. I think DeRozan rocks the rim several times over once again and gets into the 30s. Feed or follow DeMar DeRozan over 29.5 points at Miami, minus 115 at DraftKings. 
Yeah, his point total, his PRA, he's been absolutely blowing these numbers up. Here's my favorite, Brad. Coming out of the All-Star break, they took on Atlanta. His PRA for that game against the Hawks was 39 and a half. He scored 37, <laughs> and then he added six boards and three assists on top of that. Um, and so, yeah, he has been a stat machine. Um, you go through these little phases in the NBA. I'm a big fan of this with player props. you got to watch for these little pockets that players go into. Could be, could be rebounds. Could be somebody that all of a sudden is dishing the rock better. You're getting the assists, or maybe it's the PRA altogether. A couple of those stats put together. But right now, DeMar DeRozan is that guy that you absolutely need to saddle up and ride him until he bucks you. Uh, and 29 and a half, I'm with you. I think he is up into the low to mid 30s again. I think you got to keep an eye on his, you know, points plus rebounds, all of these stat lines because he is destroying them right now uh, for this team. And I think he's going to finish off the month uh, the, the same way that it's been going for him prior to the break, as you said, 10 straight. Yeehaw! Saddle up! The Bull. Number three. All right, let's go to college basketball. And it's a delightful slate on a Monday. A couple of marquee games. Uh, we got some uh, regular season conference titles on the line. I mean, we're here at the very end of the stretch run. So as teams are trying to stretch their necks out to cross that finish line, uh, the action is going to be hot. It's going to be heavy. It's going to be fantastic. And let's go to the University of Texas and Baylor taking on UT. And I like the under in this game at 134 and a half, minus 110 at DraftKings. Uh, You look at Texas' last 10 home games, Lundy, and they've gone under the proposed total seven times. you got two outstanding defensive teams. Baylor giving up just 0.977 points per possession in conference. Chris Beard's Longhorns, 0.989 points per possession surrendered in conference. And you know what Texas has got to do? They are going to apply the break. It's a team that does not like to run. Uh, they're not a whole lot of sprint outs and transition opportunities to them because they play at a grinding pace. Number 341 in the nation in adjusted tempo. Now, it went for a buck 43 in total between these two teams in the first matchup, but I think the second time around, Texas will dictate pace and defense will reign supreme. So that's why I'm on the under. Uh, Lundy, fade or follow, Baylor, Texas, under 134.5, minus 110 at DK. I am going to fade you, good sir. Oh. I, uh, I, and it's because I, I, I think this is actually a really well set line. I don't know that they're going to get to that buck forty three that they did back on February twelfth, um, but I do think they're going to get up over this number. I think they're going to finish in the upper one thirties. I think it's going to be somewhere between one thirty seven, one thirty eight, right in that range. And so I think this is a really well set line. I know what Texas wants to try to do, as you said, they want to apply the brakes. Um, but I, I just, I, I don't know. It's a little bit of a TYG, a little trust your gut special here. But I think this one actually creeps just over it, not as much as it did in the first meeting. But I think 134 and a half is just a touch too low. So I'm going to fade you and take the over. Oh, you are following the public, my man. I did see that 73% of the public spread tickets right now are on the over. But I'm fading it. I'm going to take the under and hope that uh, free throws don't screw me in the end, which inevitably will happen. (laughs) Stay tuned for our top picks of the day in college basketball plus bonus time in the NBA, the NHL, and of course, more college hoops. 
number two. All right, let's get back to a team that is uh, certainly bubblicious right now, and that is the North Carolina Tar Heels. Zero margin for error, given the fact that they have an eye-gouging 1-7 record against Quadrant 1 opponents. Now, uh, this game can only hurt them, not really help their cause tonight, but I think Carolina is going to alleviate all doubt and shove it out the window against Syracuse. I'm going to lay the seven here, Lundy, at FanDuel at minus 110 against the floundering Orange, who have been squeezed out of any kind of NCAA tournament conversation here these last couple of weeks. Uh, maybe Jim Beheim may uh, exit stage left here in short order, but when you look at North Carolina at home, they are cruising. Now, you had that black eye loss uh, about 10 days ago to Pittsburgh, which was inexplicable at home. But for the most part, when they win, they win convincingly inside the Dean Dome. Average margin of victory at home over 18 points per game this season. Uh, and you look at uh, what they have done offensively, 1.122 points per possession scored at home. It's number 46 in the country, netting 55.2% inside the arc. They're generating a second chance opportunity on 30.5% of their possessions, and that is critical against this Syracuse zone, which is not remotely tight, overly forgiving, a lot of puncture holes uh, that are visible overall, and the numbers bear that out as Syracuse number 317 this month in the country in defensive rebounding percentage and also number 174 in effective field goal percentage, D. So Armando Baycott is going to have himself a night, Lundy. Uh, So if you're looking in the player props market in some of the states where you can actually wager on college basketball player props, uh, whatever Baycott's points is, whatever the rebounds are, take the over because I think Carolina is going to cruise to a sweat-free cover. So fade or follow the heels minus seven at home against Syracuse minus 110 at FanDuel. Big fan of this one. Like this one a lot. I think UNC covers this with ease. As you said, they are uh, bubblicious, and this isn't going to help them, but, oh, it would hurt uh, if they don't perform well. So, yeah, I, I like this one a lot. The home team is actually covered in seven out of the last nine times mm. that they have played, seven and two against the spread. Um, so I definitely like that one. And, Brad, I'll throw a little uh, a slightly early bonus because I was looking at this one when I knew you wanted to talk about the game. Um, North Carolina first half line yeah minus minus four and a half i'll take that yeah because i bet you i'll double down i think unc comes out um of the gate with a lot of energy uh uh, you know we know they're at home things like that i just i i I not only like this overall game line i like the first half line for unc to jump out yeah it's her last home game too so it's senior night when you think about that for a second uh so brady manick uh for example he'll be honored tonight i mean maybe they honor armando baycott as well if he has leanings toward the nba so yeah look give it all the pomp and circumstance everything on the line for carolina and as i mentioned zero margin for error they should go out there and crush syracuse number one all right and last certainly not least Far and away, my favorite game tonight. I will be glued to this one, Lenny, because it's my Cowboys. University of Wyoming hosting San Diego State, and they're catching points. It's one and a half, so I'm just going to go ahead and take the money line here on Jeff Linder's bunch at plus 105, available at BetMGM. Uh, unblemished. That is what Wyo is this season. They are 12-0. and 0 at home uh, on the year. And, yeah, they haven't shot the ball particularly well from outside this month, only 29.7% as a team. But nobody 
posts up more in all 358 teams in college basketball than the Wyoming Cowboys. That's uh, the unique skill set of Hunter Maldonado, who's at six foot seven, who runs point. He'll post up, uh, you know, straight away with the ball in his hands or feeding it to Graham Ek. Uh, they really get it done around the basket, and they're very efficient there inside Arena Auditorium. 1.156 points per possession scored at home. That's number 15 in all of college basketball, and they're shooting 60.8% inside the arc, so they should patrol the paint with ease. Uh, yeah, San Diego State is relentless defensively. Uh, number four in the country in adjusted offensive efficiency on the road this season, but the team three and five away from SoCal, and they're also number 126 in effective field goal percentage offense in February. So scoring has certainly been a chore for Brian Dutcher's bunch. So in the end, I think Wyoming defense home court remains in the conversation for at least a share of the regular season title in the Mountain West. Uh, they trail Boise State by one game in the lost column, and uh, maybe elevation will wreak havoc as well on this visiting Aztecs team. So, Lundy, fade or follow. Wild, giddy up, yeehaw, pew, 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 the Cowboys on the money line, plus 105 against San Diego State, available at BetMGM. As you were making all those sounds, I'm imagining you actually on a horse, and it's just like a really, it's actually a really funny visual. Uh, like you, like when you're like four years old with like a cap gun. Yep. Uh, that's yep. what I'm expecting out of you, because really that's the only weaponry that I would trust you with, uh, is a cap gun. Uh, yes, we're taking uh, we're taking Wyo on the money line here. They they know that it, they're they're kind of they still got to try to squeak it. They need some help. Um, to be able to catch Boise to try to get that uh, to get that share of the Mountain West regular season title, but uh, it's still within their reach. And with as good as they are at home, um, I'm rolling with the Cowboys on this one. This is going to be a great game, and and I know Brad and I are a bit of a broken record, but folks, this Mountain West Conference is fun. I yep. cannot wait. Their tournament next week in Vegas is going to be so much fun because Bananas. as as good as Boise State, Wyoming, and CSU are up there at the top, San Diego State can wreak havoc. UNLV has all of a sudden remembered how to play basketball. Um, and then you just look at some of the other teams that you can sprinkle in that can cause problems. The, the Fresno State can cause problems for teams. Nevada, it's like this tournament next week is going to be so much fun to watch uh, because not only have you got those three teams at the top who all should go dancing coming up here in a couple of weeks, but the tournament itself is going to be exciting. These games are going to be tight. Yeah, they're going to be super tight. It's going to be uh, just nip and tuck from start to finish. And you're right. I mean, there are like six teams that could seize the automatic berth. It could be as many as five teams dancing in the Mountain West Conference Tournament, which would match the peak in that category, which happened in 2013. All right, Lundy, it's bonus time. What else you got for me on this Money Making Monday? Let's talk about uh, some hockey picks for you. I mentioned the fact uh, that I had a couple extras for you. Let's take Toronto on the money line against Washington. The Capitals have lost five straight at home, and in three out of those five, they have only managed one goal. Something is up for them at home, and I know eventually that streak's going to break, but it's not going to be against Toronto, in my opinion. So I am going to take Toronto on the money line, also leaning towards the over in that game, which is also at six, just like the previous game we talked about. And speaking of that game, Vancouver and New Jersey, um, once we know who is in net, 
uh, for Vancouver. Uh, it, I think it's going to wind up being Thatcher Demko. If it is, I really like Vancouver on the money line as well uh, against Jersey tonight. Even though they are on a back-to-back, if, they, if uh, Demko is between the pipes, uh, Vancouver should have an edge against a struggling Devils team. Um, so once you see the, uh, the goaltender's post, once that gets confirmed, if it is Demko, jump on Vancouver on the money line as well. All right, let's go back to college basketball. I love the Iowa Hawkeyes team total over 80 and a half. Uh, pull this one from DraftKings at minus 115 against the Northwestern Wildcats. Uh, Iowa, the second most efficient team in the entirety of college basketball this month, uh, netting 1.240 points per possession. I think Keegan and Chris Murray, along with uh, Bohannon, are just going to light it up from outside. Northwestern, number 352, Lundy, in three-point percentage D on the road this season, giving up 41.2% uh, along the arc. So Iowa should have no difficulty at all uh, racing out to some big offensive production tonight. Uh, and then elsewhere in college basketball, I kind of like New Mexico catching 10.5 at Fresno State. Uh, now the Lobos just 2-8. and eight on the road this season, but they jack up a boatload of threes. 38.2% of their shots come from three, and in Mountain West play, they're hitting 36.4% of those 38.2% of their shots from three. And Fresno at home this season, number 126 nationally in three-point percentage D. So House and Mashburn and Jenkins, I think we'll keep this very close, if not into single digits, to score the cover there, plus 10.5. And, and one more in the NBA for you. Uh, I like Evan Mobley over 2.5 steals plus blocks uh, against the Minnesota Timberwolves. He has done this in four of his last seven games. Now, he only had two blocks in his lone matchup prior against the T-Wolves back in early December. Uh, this is a guy that's still averaging a significant tick. Uh, he is your rookie of the year front runner, and Minnesota's getting up the seventh most blocks per game, so he could get it done in swats alone. Uh, by the way, that one's minus 120 at DraftKings. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a reading and a review if you enjoy this podcast. And as always, until next time, feed or follow that is up to you feed the noise